We're gonna write a book about everything. So many things that we can explore. Documented in a series of podcasts. I'm not sure what we're doing this for. Flat 29's big book of everything. Burn all the textbooks because they're obsolete. It's our attempt to rewrite history by making podcasts every week. Hi, my name's Dan. My name's Charlie. And my name's Rich. And we are collectively known as Flat 29. Each week, we add a new chapter to our big book of everything, gradually building up a comprehensive guide to everything in and around our universe. This week is chapter two, Space. All right, space is quite an exciting place. Have you guys ever thought, yet when you were younger, maybe that you wanted to go up into space to explore as a career, perhaps become an astronaut? Is that something you ever wanted to do? It's still my dream. Still your dream? Yeah, I used to have like that book where the little kid goes into space with his teddy bear. Oh, yeah. And he wears like a colander on his head for a space helmet. That is adorably cute. So sure, we, we'd all like to be astronauts. I think that's taken as red. But yes. could we? Could we actually be astronauts? Now, I've got some facts here from NASA kind of requirements, what they want from you right. to be an astronaut. So I'm just going to go through these and see whether we fit the bill, whether we can be in space, okay? First off, age. Candidates in the past have ranged between 26 and 46, with the average age being 34. There are no current plans to send children into space. They should. Yeah, that's a shame. I I actually think they should. I think our kind of mean age is is around about 23, isn't it? So I think we probably couldn't. We probably couldn't. So we've fallen at the first hurdle there, guys. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well. Just give it a year, we'll be fine. Yeah, it's true. It's it's something we can prepare for in the future. Well, we'll press on. Okay, qualifications. Basic requirements for an astronaut pilot include a bachelor's degree in engineering, biological science, physical science, or mathematics, an advanced degree if desirable, degrees in nursing, social sciences or exercise physiology are frowned upon frowned upon yeah apparently really like they just don't like that apparently not (laughs) i would have thought nursing could be quite handy in space if there's some sort of accident they absolutely hate nurses in space but but i can see how being able to fix the spaceship first is probably more important probably although nurses in space is my favorite film it sounds like a dirty porno film to be honest Okay, so we haven't got, I mean, right, we've got, me and Rich have got music technology degrees, Charlie's I got music I think that management. should count. Yeah? It's like, you know, cheering them up with some music in space. Yeah. Oh, radio, what if the radio breaks? That's true, We could, it? like, pretend to fix it. <laughs> You've seen those control panels on rockets, though. I mean, they're mainly just faders and knobs, so I think you guys are pretty much there. Yeah, I think so. Our space radio is going to be amazing. Forget the rest <laughs> of the spaceship, but the radio will be fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay, experience then. Pilots definitely have an advantage. I've flown a glider once. Okay, that counts. Yes, we'll go with that. Those with a background in scouting or the Girl Guides have also traditionally done well at space camp, and NASA says 64% of his astronauts have been involved in these groups. Scouting? Scout. Scout. Yeah, me too. And And a cub. Yeah, boy, we've got it. And a beaver. So I'm I'm, I'm pretty much there. Excellent. Did you say you were a diva? A beaver. Oh, a beaver. Sorry. (laughs) Um, So that's good. We've got that then. Uh, Health then. Excellent eyesight is a must. Now, Rich is wearing glasses. Charlie I wear glasses sometimes. Has to wear like, glasses. My eyesight's awful. So that's unlucky, guys. My yeah. eyesight is brilliant. So I'm fine. Sorted. <laughs> hang on, hang on. Why do you need to be able to see in space? It's just black. That's true. What's to look at? I guess aliens and stuff. Um, so you can't be suffering from claustrophobia, and applicants can be up to 1.9 metres tall. So I think that might be me out. 
Damn! Don't they like put you in a big washing machine and spin you around to train you? <laughs> and, if, and if you're sick, like, you're not an astronaut. That's what I thought it was. It's more like a big candy floss machine, isn't it? They just yeah. sit you in that and you spin you around. I yeah. love the idea of this big washing machine. <laughs> that, that, that's, that's, that sound more exciting. You have to do a wash cycle just in case, you know, when you come back and crash land in the sea. Is just... this something like old bullies told you when they were younger, Rich? No, no. Uh, we can, you're going to be an astronaut, Rich. Just get in that washing machine. <laughs> Okay, so so judging by this then, we probably can't be an astronaut yet, but, you know, we've got a few years to train, so we'll, maybe we'll be all right. Black Hole! It's time for another Flat 29 hit. A comedy song and then we'll talk for a bit. Damn girl, you're looking flat 25. But when we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes. When we're in the club, we're dropping flat 20 rhymes. And when we're eating breakfast, dropping flat 20 rhymes. And when we're in the bath, dropping flat 20 rhymes. Now on this podcast, drop some flat 20 rhymes. So Flat 20 Rhymes, this is the section where each week we do a song, a new song about the subject. So space is our topic. This week's song is a kind of cosmic space poetry jam done by Charlie. He's going to perform this space poem with musical backing from Rich Green. When you're ready, Charlie. Every other evening, I lie back in the grass and gaze up at the planets called Uranus and Mars. I ponder upon consequence and just what might happen if an alien were to hula with the rings of Saturn. I hope this takes place in some cosmic Olympic Games, where the suns are merely torches, lofted as Olympic flames. Perhaps this would be crazy, but then what would we be? Failures for contenders to rule the galaxy. Oh, the US of A and the USSR, they've had their space race to reach the distant stars. But the contest that I long for, with a winner to bestow, is a sledge race on Pluto. I've heard that it has snow. That would be a challenge that I'd pay to see. Mankind versus aliens, E.T. versus me. Oh, space, space, it's really that ace. You can tell that I love it from the look on my face. Oh, space is fantastic, and for the ultimate trip, I travel the galaxy in a giant spaceship. Black holes are forever, space stretched to the end. But I'd give it all for an alien friend. A trusty sidekick, and from the stars he'd descend. We'd be the greatest of duos, me and my alien friend. On Mercury, we'd ride like the Silver Surfer, dodging antimatter during intership transfers. And Jupiter, well, the best are its moons. I see them while sleeping back in my bedroom. On Neptune and Venus, I venture in dreams to battle space pirates and their phaser beams. But I'll always come back to this place of my birth, because the greatest of all planets is this one called Earth. Oh, space, space, it's really that ace! You can tell that I love it from the look on my face. Oh, space, it's fantastic. And for the ultimate trip, I would travel the galaxy in a giant spaceship. Excellent stuff. That was, I have to say, that took us quite a number of takes to record because I was kind of pissing myself laughing in the corner here. Who's been getting in touch with us? Let's look at the letters page. So we've had some correspondence in the week about our human body episode last week, particularly concerning me talking about being a very moody teenager and uh, and sort of, you know, my parents and my brother having to deal with that. Now, we got some correspondence from my brother who wrote in to say the following. I recall a singularly sad event in my early teens. 
Being a cold Monday morning in the early noughties, when after probably a year and a half or so of starting my secondary school and walking in every morning with Dan, he suddenly turned to me and explained to me that we would no longer be sharing this journey for the foreseeable future, <laughs> that he was going to walk ahead with his friends and I was to wait five minutes and follow along at a safe distance alone. <laughs> I mean, that is true. I did do that. <laughs> I can't believe you're so mean. But, you know, I, was, I suddenly, I, was, I came, I was about maybe 13 or 14, I turned into a man, Rich, a man. <laughs> okay? into a man. And I couldn't be playing with boys. <laughs> so my brother, he was, you know, he was cramping my style. I'm sorry to say it, but <laughs> I wanted to walk with my own nerdy friends. And of course now I see the error of my ways. As your brother so, yeah. is cooler than you. As my brother is much cooler than me. I think he's grown up a better man for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it taught him a few things. It's, it's taught him his dependence. <laughs> I've bloody made him the man he is today. Okay, so also in the week, I put up a video of myself walking down a hill, which if you didn't hear, last week we discussed about... I uh, There's a video of me aged about seven or eight walking down a hill in a particularly weird and gangly way. And we had a few comments about that. Uh, Adam said that he's very glad that I shared that, and he's also glad that I've improved my walking skills by the time I met him, which is good, but I, I, I don't know. I think it would be a, life would be more entertaining if I still walked like that. It would. Uh, Emily adds that the video is like watching a car crash, which... I have to agree. <laughs> just can't stop watching it. It's, it's horrible, but you can't look away. But worse. <laughs> now, in relation to Rich talking about accidentally touching hairy men in the swimming pool, <laughs> we get a comment from Tom saying, I don't think your friend's explanation of why he touches hairy men's backs in swimming pools holds up, though. I think he should be quizzed about this. If you find carpet burns on his hands on a regular basis, he's busted. Right, Rich, show us your hands. <laughs> I don't know. I think what you can do you agree, think, Charlie? Well, they they look fairly free of carpet burns to me. But I do think that we maybe no, let haven't. that one. We maybe let that one slide quite quickly, didn't we? We did <laughs> let it slide I quite think quickly. Could have mocked him more. Oh, Rich just casually throws it out there that when you touch men in swimming pool, it's a bit weird, and we just go, "Oh yeah, hang on, what?" <laughs> it sounds worse than it is. It's I meant when you brush, which also sounds bad. Yeah, it does. But it's just you know. It happens. You okay. could go to some sexy swimming pools where you're all brushing up against each other, <laughs> writhing around. And finally, we have a correction from a different Dan. Last week on Charlie Challenge, Dan challenged me to test my senses. Um, we've had an email in from Dan, who has told us that any self-respecting QI fan will tell you there are between 9 and 21 recognised senses nowadays. So, so actually, Charlie got off quite lightly and he happens to do five there, so... Well, I, that's either, you know, lucky for me or poor research on your part. I'm not quite sure. Probably a bit of both. He says here that you can test people's perception of heat and pain. So maybe I did get off lightly. He's a clever Dan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you looked so smug about that. <laughs> So that's it for the correspondence from this week. Remember, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us, podcast at flat29. You can get on our Facebook group, Flat29's Big Book of Everything. Or you can get us on Twitter, twitter.com slash flat29. Jupiter! Now, this podcast about space has come at quite an opportune moment, as as we record this, scientists have just found water on the moon. More on that story. We go live to Charlie Mosserson. Well, you may remember, remember a couple of months ago, uh, NASA announced that it was going to crash two different probes into a crater on the moon. Can I just say that the Telegraph headline for that was, NASA prepares to bomb the moon! <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's another sensationalist headline, really, isn't it? They didn't bomb anything. They crashed, but it's pretty they crashed into the moon. Um, 
What they did was they, they aimed for a, a crater that's permanently in shadow to up their chances of finding water. They crashed one probe in, followed by another one about four minutes later, which, as it was following the first one down, analysed the cloud from the crash of the first one. And what they've in fact found is the equivalent of 24 gallons of water. More importantly, I think, from NASA's bit is they'd want to use it as a launch pad to go to Mars. Okay. Because the, the amount of fuel needed to get out of Earth's atmosphere and from the gravitational field is so much, if they can refuel on the moon, they're pretty much most of the way there. But also, actually getting to the moon, it's thirsty work. We all know that. And you want to drink. I was going to say, do you think we're going to get moon juice now? Moon (laughs) moon water, like a company like... That'd be amazing. I bet it'd be expensive, but God, worth it. We call it moon juice. Moon juice. I like it. Mm. That's patented now, moon juice. If anyone calls a drink moon juice, then come to us you twats <laughs> <laughs> i'm excited about this yeah I this is good news there could be little mean people moon men M- well moomins m- no. no they're not from the moon no, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> well it's think- exciting soon it is we'll exciting. be swimming on the moon won't we will we me- yeah won't we yeah, will we we could we? be, could we be. no one's to- gonna stop us no. how long we're allowed take- to how long does it take to get there a week I don't know anything about science, but I think it's a week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it looks pretty far. (laughs) So, yeah, I wonder how much they charge, but um, no petting on the moon. (laughs) Um, But what about the hairy men? What are they going to do? They can't go. (laughs) (laughs) No, no hairy men. I ban that, definitely. Podcast. So yeah, that's the thing about um, space stories. When you look through the paper and you notice there's a story about space, it's always got the coolest headline ever. So I'm going to read out a few headlines from stories about space. And there's so many of them, we can't have time to talk about them all. But uh, I'm going to read out the headlines, then we're going to choose one to delve into further and discuss the issues inside. Okay, so here are four headlines. One... Laser-powered space elevator climbs a cable nearly one kilometre long dangling from a helicopter. Two. Group of British worms are to be passengers on the space shuttle Atlantis. Three. Space clown will spin a poetic tale about earthly water shortages. And four. NASA to irradiate monkeys for science. Which one do you want, guys? Which one should we go into? I I want the irradiating monkeys. Clowns, radiated monkeys. I quite like the clowns as well, space clowns. Okay, so we're going to talk about the space clown spinning a poetic tale about earthly water shortages. Okay, so this is a story about Guy Liberace, uh, the head of Cirque du Soleil, who uh, recently head for the International Space Station uh, aboard a rocket and overseed a global event to raise awareness of the world's growing water shortages. So he went up there, he overseed it. Yeah, he did, that's what he did. He overseed it. (laughs) It looks like a fun event. I'm going to show you guys a picture of him now. There he is, clown in space. What a guy. So he went up to space and he did this uh, event about water shortages and this event was also participated in by Al Gore U2 and Shakira what a team (laughs) what a bloody team these guys are on the front line so basically what did they actually do I don't get it well this is the thing it's very difficult to find the actual details of the event most places so I've got this story here from the Guardian and they just report that the event happened but no details as to what what the event was from from what I heard was that guy did a, a video podcast he just said well I'm up there I'm going to wear a red nose so I attract attention and then I'm going to talk about how there's water shortages so, but it was to do with the podcast that he was doing from the space station. So it sounds like he had a pretty fun time up there in space. Uh, there's pictures 
of uh, pictures on Russian television showed him sitting outside the Scorch spacecraft eating an apple and drinking tea. I mean, Maybe he should have gone for a spacewalk but just done it in a deck chair and just kind of pushed off while leaning back in the chair. <laughs> There's the temptation in space, I would imagine, to prefix everything you do with the word space. So you'd say, oh, I'm just going for a spacewalk, I'm just eating a space apple, just having a bit of a space picnic. Just having a space cake. Space <laughs> nice. <laughs> Alpha Centauri. Okay, so there's a lot of conspiracy theories about the moon landing. A lot of people believe the moon landing, it was totally faked. People say things like, now the flag placed on the uh, surface by the astronauts flapped, but there's no No wind, wind, no wind. And there's crosshairs that appear on the video that actually are behind objects. Obviously, this was because it was faked in a studio. Now, these are, of course, all rubbish. Uh, the flag just flaps because they put a pole in it to keep it up and uh, yeah. the crosshairs were due to overexposure. So these are all rubbish, but it's quite fun. It's quite fun to think about these um, sort of uh, these conspiracy theories as to why maybe the moon landing didn't happen. So I was going to ask you guys, have you got any other rumours that we can spread? Rumours about why the moon landing might be be faked so for example one thing that i noticed actually right get this but there's that one famous bit where uh, you can just about hear buzz aldrin off the side of the uh, off the side of the set screaming at a stagehand asking him to quote get me my espresso you astronomical cunt <laughs> that is true i think they didn't they actually film it on a golf course from that bit where he's hitting the golf balls with the bunker and they did a close-up that is true. That is true, because sand looks like moon stuff. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, a little while ago, uh, NASA re-released... Um, they said digitally cleaned up all the footage taken from that, and they showed it, and you can actually see a wire coming down from the ceiling and the Earth just hanging on it. <laughs> I like it. Well, of course, uh, Michael Collins, who is the alleged third man on the moon mission, no one ever hears about him, and that's because he actually doesn't exist. And weirdly, no one of that name has ever existed. Bang! Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, uh, their their cleverly scripted lines that they prepared in this whole farce. Their famous uh, "This is one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind" was actually incorrectly said. What he meant to say was, "This is one small step for man and one giant leap for Neil Armstrong." <laughs> Kapow. <laughs> So they're fun anyway. One thing I would recommend if you enjoy stupid conspiracy theories about the moon is to go into YouTube and look for um, Buzz Aldrin punching a guy. It's hilarious. So there's a clip where this guy comes up to him and goes, you lied about being on the moon. I can't believe it. You tricked all of America. And Buzz Aldrin, aged about 80 or something, just smacks him in the face. Think of that. about that. It's that amazing. amazing. You should definitely check that out. I'd be doing that if someone was challenging me. Exactly. Speaking of challenging... It's time for Challenge Charlie! Oh, we segued into that nicely. Thanks. Challenge Charlie! Let's take away his dignity and pride. Challenge Charlie! We'll make him do whatever we decide. Challenge Charlie! Give him a pointless task, he can't say no. Challenge Charlie! He'll do it or he won't be on the next show. So this is Challenge Charlie, the section where we get our good friend Charlie Challenge... That's me. ...to perform for us... A challenge. Now, I gave Charlie a call early in the week to issue him his challenge, this space-themed challenge, which went a little bit like this. Hello? Hi, uh, can I speak to Charlie Challenge, please? This is Charlie Challenge. You're good <laughs> to go. 
<laughs> Hello, Charlie Challenge. Right, it's uh, it's Sunday night. We're going to record the next podcast in a week's time. So I'm going to issue you your challenge right now. You've got a week to do it. How are you feeling? You ready for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's unexpected. I'm a little apprehensive. <laughs> I've been training, so, you know. What sort of exercise regime have you been doing? I've been out running every day. Uh, a full system of sit-ups and press-ups and uh, I'm good to go. I'm, I'm physically ready. I've been doing the Sudoku every day on the way back from, from work, so I'm, I'm mentally sharp. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, I certainly hope those skills will come in useful for this task. Yes. This week's show, then, is about space, okay? And your task for this week, are you ready, is you have to buy us a plot of land somewhere in space for this time next week. I see. okay so that could be there's all sorts of things you can do i think you can you can get a star i think nowadays you can buy a a square meter on the moon you can buy get something on jupiter and so when the eventual destruction of our world comes about we can all go up there to the flat 29 uh plot in space okay okay so that's what happened that was a week ago now what's been going on charlie have we got any space real estate yet the short answer is yes. Yes! Yes. But probably not in the way you think. Oh, okay. Come on then, what's, what's going on? Right, basically, the moon is owned by a, a corporation or company called... Us? Is, called, it, is it us? Is it Flat 29? No, no, we got the moon. Due to a, a lot of, of legal nonsense, um, it's owned by a company called the Lunar Embassy, which has also claimed, claimed ownership of... All of the planets in the solar system. What do you mean claimed ownership? Well, this is how it, do they see, do that? This is the utter nonsense of of uh, so ownership of things in space. It's not it's bullshit. It's forbidden for governments to own it and countries, but I think corporations and individuals can own space property. Basically, this company they sell plots of land, and apparent according to them, all of the official land that you buy on the moon, you can buy it at an acre at a time. The reason that they own the moon is because they claimed it first. <laughs> that is Damn, it. Damn, why didn't we get in there? We weren't gone there. You see, Dan, that, that's, that's where I've gone with this. Okay. Because to own space property, you just have to claim it first. Right. What's available? Um, well, these people claim the Lunar Embassy claims to have uh, all nine planets in the solar system. Damn. And, yeah, and the moon. So they've got everything except Earth and the moon. However... Can we get Earth? I yeah, mean, are we, we allowed to have Earth? I don't think we're allowed to claim Earth because oh. other people have claimed Earth. However, we could technically claim uh, Halley's Comet. Yes, I'll have Hale it. Comet. Yeah. I Sold. Think, I think technically we could probably get the Sun. Oh um, my God, I think, that's amazing. I think, and I, I did have a look at this. I now own the Sun. Because, yes! Um, yes. I claimed it. Uh, so very soon I think I might, if I become uh, in a dire uh, financial situation, I will be charging everybody for use of my Sun. Brilliant. It's mine. Can we get some sort of branding on that sun? I I'd think really like everyone to see our logo when they look up at it. Yeah, so th- this company, yeah, that that's apparently is the legal basis. That's amazing. Okay, uh, well, I, I, let's bloody run with this. So we've got the sun. <laughs> now, I think our first point of order is to change its name. I would suggest the fun. <laughs> <laughs> the mix between flat 29 and the sun. Yeah, and it's fun. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> or, we could go, or we could call it the sun sponsored by flat 29. I don't know about chilling out in the sun, though, when, you know, the Earth dies. <laughs> That's true, probably, I know. It's, gonna it's not be a, a great fallback, is it? It's, it's okay, not. Rich, because we can just claim all the other planets. So, you know, when this one dies out, we can simply move to another planet, as long as I it's like not in it. this solar system and claimed by the Lunar Embassy. 
Um, the Lunar Embassy, if we didn't let them have our son, all their planets would die. So fuck them, all right? What are you going to do, Lunar Embassy? Yeah. Okay, well, this is our official claim now. Now, this is recorded. I mean, we, just, we may is... have to legally claim it in a government office, but... Well, we'll play this. We'll send them this podcast. This, officially, we claim the sun, it's ours. Okay? And listeners, we want you to help us with this. What you're going to have to do is refer to the sun and always reference us whenever you talk about the sun, okay? Because we we really need that association to stick in the public's mind. Now, should we start sun tax? Oh, okay. Sunlight charges. Yeah. I like where Rich is going with this. So maybe we could charge, like, 5p for... 10 minutes exposure. This is good, and it's totally optional. If you want to stay inside, you can. But as soon as you come outside, we're going to have sun enforcement officers. Anyone outside, not in possession of a of a uh, you know a valid sun registration plate. That's it. Jail. What we'll do is we'll make darkness suits, and they're (laughs) they're coin operated. So when when you put five p in, it sort of unpeels sunlight and then it sort of folds itself back up and then you're back back into darkness. This will cost us more than we'll make I think, right? True. (laughs) Brilliant. Well, we'll let you know how the legalities of this, uh, you know, progress over the coming weeks, but I think it's safe to say the sun is ours, hands off. Champs and chumps, chumps and champs, it's time to figure out who is a champ or a chump. Champ! Okay, so this is Champs and Chumps. This is the section where we have a quick quiz between Charlie and Rich. We're going to ask some questions about the topic in hand and see which of them is a champ and which of them is this week's chump. Now, this week's topic is space and our quiz will be as follows. Is it a star or is it a character from the Warhammer Fantasy universe? So I'm going to read out some names and you've got to guess either they're a star or they're a character from the Warhammer Fantasy universe, okay? So... Let's start off with uh, Older Baron. Star. star. Definitely a star. Correct. It's a star called Alpha Tauri. It's a scientific name. Very good. Okay, right, Charlie. You next. Anerian. Hmm. I'm going to go with Warhammer. Correct. He's the first Phoenix King of the High Elves whose skills were unrivaled amongst other mortals or immortals. You've had to look this up, right? You don't just know this. Yeah, I did look it up. Very good. Okay, so that's a point each. Okay, Rich, you next. Here we go. Okay. Vindemiatrix. Oh, I've been to Miatrix. <laughs> it's a tough one. I've vindered Miatrix. Yeah. I'm going to go Warhammer. Oh, I'm sorry. It's a star. Scientific Ooh. name is Epsilon Virginis. I'm lucky. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to I'm going to apologise for some of these pronunciations because I'm sure. Charlie, okay. Talaris. Talaris. Hmm. Star. No, I'm oh. sorry. Talaris is the captain of the execution as the sacred <laughs> warriors of Cain. Unlucky. Okay, so that's we're going on one point each. Okay, uh, Rich, let's do a couple more of these. Drychum. 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 I think that's a star. No, I'm uh, sorry. It's a forest spirit that blames the Asari for all of Athel Lauren's woes. <laughs> Unlucky. the name. Okay, let's go for uh, Corneferous. 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 Hmm. I'm going to go with Star. Correct. Also yes. known as Beta Hercules. Congratulations. Okay, the final one. Charlie's in the lead. 2-1. This is the final question to Rich. Okay, Rich. Nihal. 
Nihal. That's a Radio 1 presenter, isn't it? Yeah, he's also a Radio 1 DJ. Yeah. But is he a star or a character from the Warhammer Fantasy universe? It really could be either, couldn't it? Star. Star. Correct. Also known as Beta Laboris. Final one then, Charlie. This is for the win. Okay. Uzal the Skull Taker. (laughs) The Skull Taker. Yeah. You actually that had to, to answer that that's a start? I want to go with that's Warhammer. <laughs> Correct. It's the Blood God's immortal champion, the strongest of all of Korn's blood letters. So this week's champ is Charlie, and this week's chump, Rich Green. Chump! 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 Charlie's a champ. Rich is a chump. And now we know exactly who is a chump. Rich. So that's it for this week's Big Book of Everything. That was your complete guide to space. So if you've got any feedback about the show, you can get us on our Facebook page. Just look for Flat 29's Big Book of Everything. You can email us, podcast at Flat29. Get us on Twitter, twitter.com slash Flat29. All sorts of different ways you can get in touch with us. But for now, we'll see you next week when our theme will be transport. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Over and out. Over and out. Flat 29's Big Book of Everything Another topic down, a million's to go We've covered that in enormous detail There's nothing else you could possibly want to know Last week on Challenge Charlie with Charlie Challenge uh, we had uh, five Dan came up with challenges for, for me to uh, I'm talking bollocks. So the challenge was based <clears throat> yeah. on five cents. Last week on Charlie, last week on Charlie Challenge, uh, the there were I can't speak. You guys yeah. are having some no, problems yeah. reading out things. Yeah, I'm not even reading this out. I'm trying to speak. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think your friend's explanation of why he touches hairy men's back. I don't think your friend's explanation of why he touches hairy men's back and hairy men's back. Oh, it should be hairy men's backs. That's funny. <laughs> I don't think your I don't think your friend's explanation of why he touches hairy men's back and back. Why are we still doing that? Sorry. I'll get it. I'll get it. <laughs> Sorry. I don't think your friend's explanation about right. why he touches hairy okay. man's backs. That's good at this, right? I don't think your friend's explanation of why he touches hairy men's backs in swimming pools. <laughs> God. <laughs> do you want someone else to do yeah. it? No, I'll try one more time. Go, all right, one more time. Psych <laughs> <laughs> yourself up. Mm. I don't think your friend's explanation of why he touches hairy men's backs in swimming pools holds up, though. Black holes are forever, space stretched to the end. But I'd give it all for an alien friend. A trusty sidekick from the stars he descend. We be the greatest of duos, me and my alien friend. <laughs> I can just hear you. 